Happy St. Patrick's Day! Welcome to the Plastics Podcast. We're just two gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Talking about life from our point of view. Okay, let's just keep it real. There's an elephant on my face, okay? And I got my lips done. Okay? So if you're watching this, sorry. Okay, so Samantha, is you're very... I know you're feeling... It's just it's an adjustment to having new lips, but let me tell you something. I am very pro plastic surgery. I'm pro filler. I'm pro I can't even laugh. altering your body. It's mm-hmm. like rearranging your house. Let me tell you, putting on makeup, in my opinion, is like painting your walls. Changing your clothes is like rearranging your furniture. Getting lips. If you don't like it, sorry, too bad. It's okay, like, that's your problem. It's like basically you're renovating your home as in you're getting like new Italian marble in your bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and listen, as you get older, things start to sag, things start to fade, and you want to feel good about yourself. I'm all about do what makes you feel good. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Did I know I was going to swell up and bruise like a mother? No, I did not. But here we are. Um, I love your lips. Like, I honestly, like, I want them done, and I actually did a plastic, I did um, a lady's hair last week, mm-hmm. and she does filler for a living. And she's like, she like went to, I think, Sweden or Switzerland, Switzerland, Switzerland. Mm. She went to Switzerland to get her certification. Oh. And she told me, I said, listen, I have big lips already, but when I smile, my top lip disappears. So it's like. That was another thing. Hate. Yep. I don't like that. But <laughs> also too, um, I like like your profile. So it's just like a little poof. It's just a little. So they said 10 days and it should be completely like non-swelling look. We'll see. So if you're watching this next week, come back, check it out. Okay, so I want to start putting money on this because I really think that next week when we come back and be like, man, I miss my lips. Okay, okay. That's Mm -hmm. my, that is where I'm going to put my. It feels so weird like right now. If I was a betting man, I'd be putting money on that. Okay. So you like them though? I love them. I think they look so good. It's like literally giving me lip envy. I want mine done like tomorrow. Now. Do you want to kiss them? (laughs) Come here! Get over here right now! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what were we talking about? Oh, sorry. I, um, so Mm -hmm. we're talking about lips. So I had, um, a lip flip done once. Oh, I did too. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I just didn't realize you couldn't drink out of a straw. It, yep I think I told you the story once so one time I was at work right and I was getting all like twisted inside like I wasn't like fighting with anybody but I like sometimes I like to be dramatic about making a point so I was talking to somebody and holding my Starbucks because I felt like I was someone else with my big old lip flip and so you can't drink <laughs> right now like you feel like you're someone else I'm someone else so you can't Starbucks sponsor me now okay so you can't oh, drink out of the middle of your mouth like you have to like kind of drink out of the side oh yeah you do for real so I was going off about something and i said yeah and blah 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 and i went to grab my star and i and like coffee just dribbled down the front of me and i'm like wow everybody's afraid of me now they should let you know that before you leave because i didn't know that either oh i did know that you did yeah the doctor told me yeah she goes i just want to warn you you can't drink out of a straw for a few weeks Oh, no. I don't. But I did like it. I thought the way it looked was good. And they, yesterday, when I got them done, they were like, do you want to do the lip flip again? And I was like, I'm good. I think it's going to be too much, but we'll see. Next week, we're going to come back and it's... Settled down. Settled down. See, lip flips are great. It's just like six cc's of Botox. You just kiss the needle like... Mwah. Now, I will say this. 
We talked about this last week about the embarrassing things or have you ever, okay, you know, you're, you do hair, but have you ever gotten your hair done and then you're like, yeah, I like it. Like it's good. And you just like want to run out and cry. So when they started to do it, I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, this is so painful. I had tears coming out of my eyes. She gave me one of those little stress balls. So I was squishing it. And she's like, are you okay? Every two's like, are you okay? <laughs> are you in any pain? No, no pain. And at my head, I'm like, just tell her to fucking stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop her right here. But girl, but could you imagine? You would no, look like couldn't. you I, I went to the started. dentist for six months. It, it was painful. Yeah. And just beauty is pain. It is. But they look so good. And I'm so envious. Like, I think that I would, like, go down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, getting lips. Then I need teeth. Then mm, I need I Botox. Then I need a BBL. Then I need mm. lipo. And I'm like, well, I mean, I want all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I need it because I'm, like, cute and gorgeous anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are. But I will say I would love a good BBL and get a big old fat ass. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind them sucking it from places, but then I don't want them to put too much back there. I have That's a friend. So I do have a friend who she is not she is not big by any means. She's very small. Mm-hmm. But she's going, and I'm not going to tell anybody where she's going because she's actually going to a different country other than the U.S., but it's a country that they're actually well-known for doing an amazing job in plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. But she was telling me what they're going to do is – they're going to do a little bit of lipo, basically, like, in her lower back. And then transfer, basically just push the fat down to the top of her butt. Because, like, th- if you think about gravity. Yeah. Like, it does. It starts to fall. And it's saggy a little. Exactly. So, it's like, if you were to basically have fat sucked out of you and then put in on the underneath of them cheeks, gravity is going to take hold. And, basically, you're going to have a, a soggy diaper butt. <laughs> Listen, I feel like... There's so many people that give it like a bad name, plastic surgery though, because they go too far too much. And then everyone thinks like, that's what they're going to look like. But what you're saying is realistic. Like you do lose some life in your body and fill and you know, it gets a little saggy. And if you do it the right way, little tweaks, I think it's perfectly fine. And it looks so good. Absolutely. Like I'm going to be like when I'm in my eighties, honey, I'm going to get a facelift. Oh my gosh. I'm going to plant forties. 40s. Okay? I mean, Mama's coming. Mama's coming for you. I want them to just chop me up, baby. Stretch that shit tight as a drum. And then I'm like, when, if you do it little bits at a time, chop me up. Exactly. Chop me up right now. Exactly. And like when I'm hanging out with my gals at the Red Hat Society, like old shit playing like, what do they play? Uh, not Euchre. Bridge. And the nursing home, and I'm flexing, Dude, flexing. All the guys gonna want me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, they getting that erectile dysfunction medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm gonna be, I'll be pushed around in the wheelchair and be like uh, that movie, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Sorry, I hate you. I got excited. <laughs> Don't touch me. Sign, <laughs> it's only been like uh, four or five minutes, and I've already tried to make out with you. You've hit me. It's <laughs> <laughs> coffee. It's just it's just coffee. Um, Starbucks, you gonna sponsor us now? Fine. <laughs> But you know what it is? I think it's because, like, so I'm just going to be honest with everybody because, like, we're not, like, robot people. Samantha and I were having a day. We were having a day. Like, I rolled up to the house. I was two seconds from crying. Samantha gets out of the car, two seconds from crying. I'm like, like, I'm so tired. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Maybe today's podcast is just going to be us crying on TV. Not on TV, but, like, crying on camera, crying on the the podcast. But I don't know what it is. It's like all of a sudden we both like, it's like we popped a Molly and all the serotonin's <laughs> It's just a boom. And then she was like, "That this is why it works. And it's true. 
It is. It's, we can and, never find another. I know. I can never find another. I don't know if that song I just made up. So. I have songs in my head too. When I first sat down, I was like, I'm the realist. Mm, mm, but I'm not, you know? And I was like, look at my lips. You know what the one is that's been stuck in my head? Hmm. Um, I'm just thinking with my dick. Yeah, the guy. That shit dumb. That was- <laughs> did you? Did you? I like went down the rabbit do, hole to do, find do, the guy. Do, yeah, who was that? Did you see him? The the old guy. The, he was like the guy with the glasses, and he's like holding like a yeti, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just thinking with my dick. So uh, they all said he dumb. was. You know how some people say guys will like trick you with their hat or whatever, and then they take the hat off, and you're like, Ooh! Mm-hmm. well, they said he was like tricking everybody with his glasses because he took his glasses off, and they were like, oh no, no, no. Was he cute? No. Oh, <laughs> I know. He was just like giving me like dad vibes, kind of like it's like it's like you know he's but, a dad. He's got a couple of kids, but he used to be like a frat daddy, and he used to he's like still living his best life. You yeah, know? and he used to like he's you got know it in him somewhere. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he was that guy. I like it. I like it. Yeah, he went loose. Throw ragers in the house. Like, have you ever seen like those videos of people that they'll have these like house parties? And like the floor is so damp from people just dropping beer, probably pissing on the ground. Mm-hmm. And these all these kids are like ramming around no. in these old college houses and it falls through to the basement. No. That was his house. That was his house. Yep. You flip his uh, love seat and now over. And he's like, where am I at in life? But then there's, you know, this parade that comes by and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? I'm going to go home mother grass and my new bees, my new yeah. balances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, that's him. Deep that, down, he's so cool. Yeah, but that was the song that was stuck in my head last night. And I was just like. I want to meet him. You, should we try to. If you're out there, come to us. Could you. Should we try to find him? We'll find him. Should we? We will. I will find him on the Plastics Instagram and DM him. He's probably like a celebrity now. He's probably, oh, he definitely is. He's going to go do um, Coachella. Like that Mason Ramsey kid. Mm, mm. And I don't know what to do. That one? You know that kid? <laughs> no. The kid he was singing in Walmart and then he went to Coachella. What? Yes, girl. Well, Mason Ramsey, you want to talk about a little... There are a few people in this world that I genuinely feel like need to be protected. They are like the purest of the pure... Mason Ramsey is one of them. Just a pure little guy. Okay, there's another person I got to look up. Mason, oh, so stinking cute. So let's get into a couple of this like surface news stuff we wanted to talk about. You have something that I didn't let her really discuss it too much with me because I didn't know about it and I want, you know, to be able to ask questions on here. So, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I don't know if a lot of people know about this and who listen to us. Some do, which is pretty cool, but... Mm -hmm. Um, so right now David Dobrik is under a lot of fire because basically his career is taking a plummet. Okay. I didn't, I don't know who he is. So you have to explain. Okay. So David Dobrik, he started on Vine and he was, he basically blew up on Vine and then he, when Vine died, they, he transitioned to YouTube and he of course had a huge following from that. And I think he had, I think the last time I looked, it was like 17 million followers on youtube so this kid is like in his early 20 he's 23 years old he has a ton of money and from doing this yeah from wow. just doing youtube and having brand deals and stuff and he i mean his videos would get like 20 million views on youtube and so his vlogs so basically he would film constantly and he would post these vlogs that were four minutes and 20 seconds 420 Mm -hmm. right okay so um i remember Mm -hmm. i had someone who was telling me about this and i was like okay so this is interesting so what was his content about just his life so his content was like very like it was set up like the show jackass 
Oh, okay. So the only difference, so you know on Jackass, it's like they had like Steve-O, Bam Margera, uh-huh. Johnny Knoxville. But that's the thing is it's like Johnny Knoxville was a part of Jackass. Like Johnny Knoxville was basically the producer, but he was also the, he was yeah. doing stunts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, it was like Jackass, but with Jackass, they have a lot of them, a medical team, they have release forms, they have waivers, they have things that are kind of regulating this and making it more of a professional situation. Yeah. Whereas in David Dobrik's blogs, he has his like high school friends, his buddies from Vernon Hills that he basically like coded them with a character. So he basically like gave them the title of the character and then they kind of played up to it. So, but within this, it's, they're all younger kids. But this kid is literally making millions and millions of dollars on this. But there is zero regulation. There's no accountability mm-hmm. for really any of this. The people involved aren't signing waivers. They're not being paid. There's no Dang. safety staff. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what's... You're signing a waiver. Mm-mm. You better be getting people to sign waivers. Exactly. And like, so what's really been going on, so uh, I think it was back in 2018, so David had this apartment that he rented and his friend Dirty Dom lived in it. So Dirty Dom's character was somebody who was more of like this like scumbag womanizer. Mm. Uh, not that, but his, so Dirty Dom basically um, was like kind of the whore of the group. And like they would laugh about it because he would just kind of hook up with girls. And then he would do like, he would do really gross things. Like he had a huge following on Instagram and he would tell girls like, hey, I'll give you a shout out if you give me a blowjob. But I'm going to delete it as soon as you're done. So basically, it's like shit like that. So, Oh, my gosh. Um, for one of the bits they were posting. Um, That's what I tell my husband, too. Mm-hmm. Do you? I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> give you a shout out. <laughs> the plastics Instagram with 197 followers. I'll delete it. Don't worry. Yeah. But so what had happened is there was this girl. They, they were looking for something to do, like content for the evening and Dom posted on his Instagram like hey is anybody up for a five sum so basically five people having sex so this uh group of girls that were fans of David Dobrik they answered this response and went over to their house and in reality the girls just wanted to meet David Dobrik they didn't want to have a five sum with Dom they just wanted to meet David Dobrik well in the actual clip of the vlog which I have seen and it's been deleted it's since been deleted but in the clip he was saying um we should go get alcohol for these girls. So these girls are 20 years old. They're underage. And, but they were 18 and they cut the clip. And then after, so where they came back up, they say after much convincing by Dom, these girls, uh, basically were drunk. Um, they went into this bedroom and had a threesome with Dom. And in the vlog, they were showing, uh, everybody kind of peeking into the room and looking at it. And, afterwards they cut to the end of this four minute vlog and this girl literally could not stand up like she had drank so much alcohol that this poor girl could not stand up so then david gets a video or like gets it on camera like hey do you have consent to me posting this and the girl of course says yes but imagine being just a somebody who is a fan and somebody who you really look up to bombards you with a camera like there's there was no regulation they it was not professional and no in any way shape or form basically they all bombard her with this camera and they're like 
do you want to have a threesome with Dom? You know? And of course, like, it's like, uh, 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 you right. know, she's underage. These people are older than her. She probably thinks it's cool, too, in some sense at the beginning to be there and be around this guy. Exactly. So. And they want to look cool. And so um, afterwards, when she came to, she had a friend who was actually sober the entire night. Now, this friend did not have sex with Dirty Dom. She was just, like, the sober friend. She reminded this girl, her name was Hannah, that, you know, you had you had sex with Dirty Dom last night. And she's like, no, I didn't. And they're like, yes, you did. It is literally on the internet right now. So she had messaged David multiple times, asking him to take it down, and he never took it down until finally she was... It was like after the fact that it was kind of like two and two was being put together and that she was like, this is not okay. I've asked him multiple times to take it down. I'm getting known as the girl that had sex with Dirty Dom on camera. I want this taken down. And... Now, after multiple years, I mean, it's 2022. This happened in like 2018. This poor girl is coming forward and she's like, this is not right. I was drunk. I was underage. I was, it was an abuse of power and it's not right. So right Mm. now I, uh, it's pretty. so hard too, because social media can wreck you. Mm -hmm. It stays out there forever. Mm hmm. Which just goes to show you, kids, if you put it on the internet, it's up there forever. Yeah, and you know what? You go through different stages in your life. You're a yeah. different person than you were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So to have something out there that you're not proud of from 10 years ago keep coming back and haunting you, mm-hmm. I, I do kind of feel bad for her. That sucks. It really does. But the good thing is, is uh, I think it's Insider picked up the story oh, good. and did a whole interview on the girl. And basically, she was not taking sides. She was just just stating facts. facts she yeah. was stating like this is what this happened. is what happened. Make and your own judgment. Based, ex- you know exactly. Based on the facts. And they said this is what happened, and people are taking it as this girl is taking making an attack on people who are basically at fault. She's like, no, I'm stating the facts. I'm stating what is. I'm basically writing the concrete evidence. Everything mm-hmm. that is on video that any one of us who is watching this right now or listening could go through and listen to this or see it, we can see with our own eyes. Because, again, once it's on the internet, it's never going away. So uh, David Dobrik said that he had then uh, separated himself from Dom because of COVID, but we all separated ourselves because of COVID. Right. So he said he stopped filming with him, but they were going to these, like, spreader parties in the beginning of COVID, and there are videos of David and Dom together partying. So obviously David did not separate himself from Dom. And um, so basically David kind of... So is he trying to like save face right now? He's like, oh, I'm not, you know, close to him anymore. That's what he's trying to do? Yeah. Put out there? Okay. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm getting millions uh from being, you know, on social media. Mm -hmm. And David Dobrik... Don't wreck this. Yeah. And David Dobrik, I mean, it's... He can get away with whatever he wants because he had such a huge following on YouTube. It was basically like he was like the golden child of YouTube. And YouTube, their rules are very weird. Like you can kind of get away with a lot on YouTube. Mm. You can get away with a lot until you can't. So it's like they're, they'll give you strikes, but there are people who they have bigger followings that can kind of get away with more. Mm. So. Because it all leads back to money. It leads back to money. Exactly. And so um, now when David was, now this, now fast forward to the future, David's kind of wanting to film a redemption video. And he, uh, 
they went out on, into Utah. They all traveled to Utah. And I'm just going to make a long story short. But what had happened was David was, they took an excavator into a, a pond or water or whatever. And the water was only a foot deep. And David was swinging his friends around on this excavator. And he was filming it. So first of all, Dave, as as somebody who is operating an excavator, you need to be like licensed, licensed and trained. Yeah, yeah. So David, obviously, I mean, oh. I, I, I doubt, I mean, I can't say that he is or he isn't, but from what I've heard, he is not trained or licensed on this excavator. So he was swinging his friend Jeff Wittick around on it. Well, first he, he was swinging his friend Corinna around and she goes, David, you take it too far. That was way too fast. And you didn't stop when I told you to stop. And he kept going. I would never let somebody be in control. No. Like, no. No. It, uh, I get nervous when I'm on like the bull, the riding the bull. I'm like, mm, calm down over there with the... The, the joystick. Yeah, yes. Down there. And so that he was swinging his friend Corinna around on this excavator. She said, David, you take it too far. So then their friend Jeff Wittick was on this excavator. David, again, starts swinging his friend Jeff around over one foot deep of water. And from what I've heard and researched is the excavator has an automatic shutoff. So it was going too fast. David was controlling this excavator yes. with one hand, filming with the other. And the ex- excavator was going too fast, had an automatic shutoff. Jeff swung around, slammed into the excavator, and uh, basically, he almost died. He was, if he would have hit his face three millimeters away from like, where he hit it. Is it worth it? Like, this is crazy. But that's the thing is it's, I think in their head, it's this weird influencer culture where these people were literally willing to do anything for views and they're willing to do anything for so dangerous it's so dangerous that's what they're saying like even on tiktok all these little things that they come out with and they're like watch your kids be careful because like the tide pod thing the whatever it's like ridiculous but they want views which i actually and this is a side note um do not compare millennials to gen z because do not millennials eat ass and avocados the gen z's are the one eating the tide pods not <laughs> There's a difference. There is a difference. Should I cut that? <laughs> There's a difference. You're not cutting that. You're not cutting that. Even though I do love Gen Z, they are very aware and they do, they're very good at policing and they're very, I will say, I do love the majority of Gen Z because they are very much like wokeeth. Well, listen. I'll eat some ass. Okay. This is something I always tell people. It's something I always tell people. You can delete me on Instagram. Delete me off of Facebook. Take me off your HBO account. Take me off your Netflix. You You can take me off your Amazon account. But baby, you could never unlick my butt. Oh. It's memorable. (laughs) It's memorable. Period. It's one of those core memories you're stuck with. Butt licking. So it goes, oh, so back up, back on track, back on track. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I wanted to get over this as quick as I could. I feel so bad because I'm getting in it. So anyway, so. Um, so pretty much what's happening right now is Casey Neistat, who is in a, he's like the OG of like YouTube documentaries. He started filming David Dobrik, I think it was like three or four years ago. Like he just wanted to get like the inside of what it's like, basically the inside, pull the curtain of, away of influencer culture and mm. see what it's really like living as somebody who is like living your life, making money for views. Okay. And that's interesting. At the end of the day, what happened is he actually ended up filming David's demise. So now this documentary wow. is coming out and they filmed it at South by Southwest. It was actually previewed at South by Southwest. And I mean, you and I could watch it right now if we wanted to, but it's behind a $500 paywall and BB, I'd rather go get my lips done. So mm-hmm. okay, that is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to watch that. 
I would honestly, I would too. And if anybody, I think that it's because it's eye opening, right? Because it really is. We're moms. We have young kids. Just to see our lives are. It's so different now raising kids this mm-hmm. day and age. Like we didn't have all this social media and all this growing up. And it seems like all these young kids want to grow up to be these content creators make money Mm -hmm. off of showing their lives or doing the next big thing or crazy thing for views so to see kind of the behind the scenes and what can happen to somebody exactly that's interesting exactly and i will you know i guess within my statement of like the gen z thing it's like what makes me happy is it's like these influencers still kind of doing it now Mm -hmm. but what i do love about the majority of gen zers is they really are very policing of this kind of behavior um, like all these new TikTokers, like I know that I, I can't remember who it was, but there's one person who's actually in jail right now because he was hooking up with a fan who was underage and he is of age. And that, that's something get, they get into some sort of power with this. Ex- it's an abuse of power. It's an abuse of power. And they think they can do whatever they want mm-hmm. and they love it. And they're not, it's mental. Like it's not, not right. No. And, and I just think it's really interesting. I'm excited to see they, so what I was hearing is. Uh, so because it's under this $500 paywall, eventually someone's going to pick this up. So it's going to be like Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And you said it first. Yup. <laughs> and so I, I'm actually very curious to hear how this like plays out. And I'd mm. love to watch the documentary mm-hmm. because I hate to say this. I was a David Dobrik fan. I was. But now it's like, I just remember watching his vlogs and thinking like, this is, it just like feels icky watching it because mm-hmm. I'm like just watching the way they treat women and yeah. the way they treat each other. And like it, a lot of it is kind of very, some of it is very misogynistic in the way that they speak. And I just remember. And then they have all this power. Yeah. Remember one day it's all going to fall. Exactly. Like you have no morals, no respect. One day it's going to come to the head. Exactly. It's like. You can't build your house on sand Mm -mm. because, honey, if you're going to do that, you better pray to God there isn't an earthquake because you will fall. You will fall. And there will be. And things like that, like building your house upon sand is what I'm saying is like sexual assault um, things, swinging your friend around on an excavator, like hooking up with, yep. And then James Charles with the whole thing with him, how he was like going after underage people, and he's lost his platform. So all these YouTubers that were once big YouTubers and all these influencers that were once really, really influential people that we all kind of looked at is like, oh my gosh, you know so much about makeup. Oh my gosh, you know so much. You know, you're so entertaining. Once you pull back that curtain, it's just dirty dealings. Dang. Yes, girl. They need to step aside because the real dealings are uh, right here. Okay. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Okay, so also we wanted to talk a little about the whole Kanye thing. Are y'all following it? Okay, so you are definitely more of the Kanye. You, like you're the one that I'm like because uh, you bring it up and then I'm like text like. I'm it. just in shock. I I mean everyone's heard that him and Kim have split, and it, it's just not going well. <laughs> it's going worse by the day Mm -hmm. I heard that he just got kicked off of Instagram or he's not kicked off he's like in a timeout right now they're investigating him and there's been some big names coming out and saying you know this is why why women are scared to leave marriages or their relationships because he's become so abusive and mentally Mm -hmm. um so I'm still following along on it. It's just 
scary to watch though. I, at first I didn't feel so bad for her, but now I'm kind of feeling like that part sucks. But then she comes out and <laughs> says, I mean, it's just a roller coaster ride. Get what did what did Kim say? That literally just people just don't want to work. Get off your ass and work and get to work. Okay? okay, it's not like I had a sex tape and just like got famous or had lived in a, maybe a tiny mansion or had like, a head start in life because <laughs> your dad was literally Robert Kardashian who defended O.J. Simpson. Step dad was a uh, Olympian. Yes. Um, I don't know. They could have had contacts. Maybe it could have. You know, her sister, we were talking about this earlier, too, Kendall, mm-hmm. comes out and is just like, I'm going to be a model. And then her mommy's like, okay, supermodel. She's a model. And that doesn't happen for real people. Exactly. And I'm not saying that, like, and I, I know what you're saying, too, because it's like, it's not that Kendall doesn't work hard, because you, I think as a model, they do work, work very, very yes. hard. But I also feel that the the, the women getting started part. Yes, that's the hardest part. Like living in I I've heard about like model apartments where these poor girls are literally living in apartments with like ten other people. Yes, because they can they're they're dedicating Starving everything yep to live yep. their passion and their yeah. life and what they want to do and following their dreams. And it's they a, don't know that part, and that angers so many people. Yes. that's why people are so angry right now. We're like we don't doubt that she probably wakes up at five in the morning. You know, and works out and, and then goes to work and does all the millions of things. But she also is a chef. She has a private, you know, trainer. She has all the extra nannies. things. Nannies. Mm-hmm. That normal people don't have. No. So it's caused this big uproar and I'm I'm part of that. I, I feel like that angers me too. You live in part it. Because I look at it like, it's also too where it's like as a normal, like us as moms, mm-hmm. it's like we want careers, we want kids, we want all these things. But also too, it's that juggle where you have to sacrifice some things yes. that you can't do at all because realistically, I can't have four nannies. No, I cannot have four nannies because I can't. Because if you're gonna take care of my kid, I want to take care of you the best I can. But if I can't do that fiscally, I just can't do it. Exactly. You know. And then there's so many people that work. You know, I grew up with my mom working two and three jobs mm-hmm. and barely making ends meet. Yeah, working her ass off, barely sleeping. And still barely making ends meet. So I'm like, what are you talking about? There are so many people busting their asses every yes. day, working multiple jobs, and not living their dreams. Exactly. Not even close to living their dreams. Just trying to survive. So that missed the mark, I think. She, she... Absolutely. And how many moms do we know that they're the ones who are, they're sacrificing so much. I can guarantee you the majority of moms out there are sacrificing so, so much because they want to give their kids the life that they didn't have. Yes. But at the end of the day, they're falling into bed because they're exhausted because yes. they want to make sure that their kids have clean clothes the next day, that their kids like have a roof over their head that yes. night, that their kids are tucked in, they're not scared. And on top of that, trying our best to take care of ourselves. And it's like, yeah. you can't take care of another person without caring for yourself. But sometimes like your own health and mental health has to go to the wayside because yes. having small children, you have to care for them. That speaks so much Period. to me right now. Like that's what I feel like the last 10 years have been for me is living for my kids, breaking cycles, you know, family trauma, and trying to give them the best life possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there had there was no balance for me because I didn't have all this extra help, you know. And so now I'm trying to do things that 
make me feel good too. And I want to have a career and I want to have things, but we have to rely on our friends and family. Yeah. To help us like with this podcast and get the word out there and support us and support our dreams. They have nannies. (laughs) I mean, Samantha, remember when I had to go to Cancun and I was like, I was literally up shit Creek and I was like, what am I going to do? I have nobody to watch my son and I'm leaving this country because I think someone, everybody had something going on and I literally had to call you. I'm like, Samantha, I'm so sorry to do this. Could you, could you take Aiden? I'm so sorry. I feel horrible. You went Got him from school. Of You had like all of daycare going. <laughs> Your car was just loaded down with the kids. And I was just. But I believe in that. Like it takes a village. It does take a village. And yeah. I and and it, it makes me so sad because back in the day, like back, back in the day, there were villages. Like right. people would care. Like the neighbors would watch other people's kids. And then it, you would watch your neighbor's kids and vice versa and make sure that they're okay. But now I feel we're all so shut off. Yes. That. It's hard to find. It's mm-hmm. hard to find good friends. It really is. It is. And it's hard to find people that care and like will help you. Mm-hmm. Not just say it, but do it. Yeah. You know? And like... I and not judge you. Yes. That's one of the biggest things I've found lately. I mean, throughout being this whole mom experience since I've been a mom is the amount of judgment. Oh Even God. from family members. It's like, you're not doing it the right way. You need to do it this way you know, I did it this way or whatever. And it's, you're constantly judged. Yes. And, and, and you're just trying your best as parents, like we should all be on the same team with each other. Like as people who are so judgmental, judging you for how you're parenting and how you're living and trying to survive. It's like, we should be on each other's team. If you see someone who's literally on the verge of a mental breakdown, help ask, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Show like, I mean, I was going to say, you can't really just show up at someone's house with a meal because there's always something going on and kids have peanut allergies or egg allergies <laughs> and shit. But you know what? It's like, you can't do that. But I mean... Reach out. Exactly. Or bring your friend a Starbucks gift card, like yes. something. Like, you never know how much that could mean to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And even just a text that it's like, hey, I hope you're okay. It's always just been judgment from the very beginning. It's like formula versus the breast. Oh my God. I hated that. Sl- the sleep... Co-sleeping, not co-sleeping. Like, every little thing is always, you're always judged. And I hate that. Can we all get to a place where we just stop and be there for the for them? Exactly. Show up? Exactly. You know? And I saw a, a, a TikTok, too, recently where the person was like, my mother-in-law, it was like the mother-in-law like had made a TikTok or a video or something like that she just respects the rules of her her son or daughter, which, whoever it was, you know, and she's like, I raised my kids, but it's a different time now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to respect these rules. And it was this big controversy. Like, mm-hmm. they were like, you don't need to listen to her their rules of watching their kid. Like, that's crazy. You raised the kid, so what does it matter? And she came back and she was like, no, like, this is their time to be parents. You know, I want to respect what they want to do and their wishes. If they say, mm. if they're really strict and they say, you know, they need to go down for exactly two hours or you need to rock them or you don't need to rock them or you need to give them formula or you need whatever. She's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to support them. And I'm like, you know what? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And friends should be that way too. Not just like, oh, well, I did it this way. So you should do it this way or mm-hmm. whatever. Just be supportive. Exactly. And like, and I want to always help my friends, my friends with babies, my friends with kids, like all of that. But if someone, like for example, like, I have no real problem with sugar. Like, I don't care if my kid eats a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um, now, I do care if he eats too much sugar and he starts puking everywhere because your girl got issues with that. Yeah. But on, on a side note, some people are really like, no, I want to limit my kid's sugar intake. Yes. So just, and 
because I don't limit my kid's sugar intake because I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's good to have like balance. But if my kid and their kid are hanging out together, they both want a candy bar and their mom says no, I'm not going to give, give my, my kid, kid a candy, candy bar. Right. And just be like, wow, it's too not bad. that Your big mom a deal. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. in, in reality, it is a big deal. It's, it's all about, again, not judging. It's kind of like yes. conforming to like the situation being and be, being, being supportive. supportive. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if parenting was easy, there would be a literal parenting handbook yes. that says, like, this, this, this. But because all kids are different, all parents are different. Yes. And your environment might be different. Exactly. Your situation might be different. You might be a single mom. You might be a single dad. You know, you might be struggling t- with your marriage. You might... It, it's all different. Mm-hmm. Somebody might work out of town constantly. Somebody might be working together constantly. You know, you never really know. So... That, yeah. Just, I, I believe in like giving some grace, not judging, and just being there for your friends. Exactly. And and especially moms. Like I think that yeah. and because we do I hate to say this, but we do take on the majority of the load of everything. I mean, we have the kids. Once those kids are out of us, we're I mean, it, it's basically like we're the equivalent of being in a car accident, caring for another person who's been in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing where um yeah, I'm trying to keep my kid fed and keep their diapers changed and keep them from crying and trying to figure out this kid's thing. I'm not going to be able to mop the floors. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you yeah. show up at my house and I have a newborn and there's shit all over the place. and Sorry. There's, I'm, I don't know what to tell you because I'm literally living on two hours of sleep and exactly. trying to keep this person alive. Yes. Because being a mom is a job that you, if you have a regular job and you fail, you get fired. Life goes on. If you're a mother and you fail, you go to jail. <laughs> period <laughs> yes you know yes. so I I don't know I mean it, 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 yeah it just makes me kind of sad because I feel like we live in this world of you need to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. all the time or you're going to be judged for it exactly. or there's going to be a comment made or a passive aggressive comment over here mm-hmm. and then it really hurts when it's from a family member or somebody you think is a friend and you're like I'm doing the best I can yeah you know yeah, and that was something that I kind of experienced, I feel like, when my kid was in baseball last year. Like, my son, I didn't realize was, like, one of the youngest kids on the team. So he would act out. Like, he was young, you yeah. know? He was, like, freshly four. He basically was three, freshly four. And these kids were older. And my son would be out throwing dirt, acting a fool, like four-year-olds do. Yes. And these moms are like, Ugh. And I'd, like, talk to them. And they would, like, just walk away from me. And I'm like, okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, and then it make you feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was also kind of like, you know what? My life is, I'm actually a pretty cool person. Yeah. And if they don't want to hang out with me, it's their loss because I'm kind of awesome and my kid's incredibly awesome. So I'm going to surround myself with other awesome people who have awesome kids. Exactly. You just got to find your tribe. Which is why we're friends. That's right. Because you are incredibly awesome. You have awesome kids. I'll tell you that. It's, It's so nice when you do. I remember being a new mom and not having those friends and feeling really lonely because I was... You know, I had my kids fairly young and my friends weren't having kids yet. So I felt really lonely. And it wasn't until I found a tribe of women that had kids that I started feeling more comfortable and honestly happier, happier. Yeah. Because I wasn't so lonely. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is normal. Okay. Oh, this is okay. But you just got to find that right tribe. Yes. Because like you said, you can walk into some other group of women and be like, nope. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, nah, not, I would not my people. No, no, I'd be like, you can back over me in your SUV, Linda. <laughs> like, kill yeah. me now, lady. No. And it's I'm. I was gonna say something really hateful. I'm not gonna say it because I 
am oh i am a i don't know gross Gross. we love growth i was gonna say something hateful it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's fine it's fine but yeah so I, i just think if there are moms that are listening to this it's like reach out to your mom friends because like especially the ones who seem like they're so put together they're not they're dying inside they are like uh, you know some part of their life that you know you can't be everything all the time exactly that's struggling probably so and it's and it's so hard because it's like you're you're constantly scrambling and then it's like you you look at your kids especially when they sleep you look at them and you're just like i'm not kidding i would die for you i know and i would never die for anybody i know i'm so selfish like I'm a selfish I, ass bitch giving, you, I, there's so much purpose in mm-hmm. my life it's don't so worth it exactly it's worth it if we're ever in a horror movie together do bitch you if i'm running you better be running because i'm not gonna save your ass honey i'm gonna be running my ass running if you see me running you start running i'm the white because, girl that is running and not falling baby and if, not falling if there's a killer i'm running towards the front door not up the stairs like hello <laughs> i'm not running up the stairs it's every man for we himself said we have exit plans yeah in our heads exactly we have the secret passwords exactly we have a plan okay exactly like when it comes to work i love working as a team because i love feeding off people's energy yes bitch when it comes down to dying honey it's every man for himself (laughs) every man for himself i'm by myself baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will i will do anything work related life related yes bitch death related bye i want to go to universal universal studios yeah with harry potter yeah and then with you and do our podcast there (gasps) should we in the castle. You guys went to a Universal, right? I love Universal. And then? Like, I would go there every year if I could. Yes. Because I feel like it's Disney is amazing. It's amazing. I don't understand the whole Disney adult thing particularly, but I do think it's a has a great following and it's it's clean and, and there's so much magic there. But Universal is just so cool too. I love Universal. I love it. But I'm a thrill, like, rider. I like to get those big roller coasters. You want to die? Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. One time I was at Cedar Point, and uh, they put they had this new roller coaster. I forget what it was called. But um, I just remember blacking out my body going limp. <laughs> like, swinging around. Oh, my God. I was in, I was a gr- I'm of grown age, too. Oh, that is embarrassing. I was like 23 or 24. Have you been to Universal? You are a Harry Potter fan. No. You haven't? No. Universal. I begged my mom to take me to Universal when I was 23 years old. I cannot believe you have not been. It is, you, it is so much magic. I would literally, I'm not kidding. I would like short circuit at a Harry, a Harry Potter. That's all I want to do is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You would love it. Even though I do know J.K. Rowling is kind of like, but you know. Yeah. It is what it is. I will say though, I'm already caught up in the magic. Too bad, <laughs> too late. Are you an, are you a Disney adult? Not really, but I do I do like it. I'm not not, but I'm not really like I wouldn't go without my kids. But there are a lot of people. Like, I mean, I have people in my family that go with other kids. Really? Yes. Do you know what Disney bounding is? No. Okay, so you know there's this rule in the Universal Studio. You're not allowed to dress up as a character. So it's like you can't dress up as. Who's like Rapunzel? Say like your favorite character is Rapunzel. Okay. So you can't wear the exact outfit like verbatim, but you can dress like her. So, like you can't put on a wig with like the hair down to your 
feet. At Disney? Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's called Disney bounding, where it's like you dress like the character, but not dress up as a character. That is so interesting. Yeah. We went during Halloween last, and there were... I, maybe they let that day go because there was a lot of a lot of characters. We should go in Disney Bound is Tweedledee and Tweedledom, and <laughs> oh then but we should make it like Fratty style oh. with like cutoffs yes. and like backwards hats. Yes. It might be like the Tweedle frats, whatever. Oh, we should the Friedle the Tweedle frats. Listen, when we blow up mm-hmm. and they are sending us to Disney, I would love that. I'll be a Disney adult right then and there. Yes, and Universal, come on. I would. Ju- I would. We, I'm not- we are willing. To travel with this podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Or willing for the right price. Uh-huh. Okay. But I would love to go Disney bounding. I think that sounds so fun, putting together a costume. That would be fun. I'm all for costumes. Yes. Okay, so I know that we should probably wrap up, but really quick, let's just talk about St. Patrick's Day. Really yeah. quick, because we didn't talk about that. We're wearing all this green and Close shit. We gotta, up. like, talk about That's it. good. So, um, what, did you have anything to add in for St. Patty's Day? Um... I did do my DNA test, and I'm there's a good part of me that's Irish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Nah. Irish. Nah. Nah. It's like sister that is German. <laughs> nah. It's a it's a Deutschland. <laughs> so uh, you're Irish. I have like, I mean, it was like thirty four percent. That's like a lot. Thirty four percent. Irish. Irish. Yeah, it's a good bit. Yeah. So. Actually, but I, I've never been to Ireland, and I do want to do that. I would love to go to Ireland. I would love to do that. But, you know, my passport's about to expire, so I'm not trying to get over there and then not be able to get back. Listen, we are a traveling podcast. <laughs> get that shit together now. I know. I need to get a new one. But, um, oh, so last night, because I know you were talking about, like, Irish words, and I was like, oh, shit, yes. Samantha's going to be so prepared, and I'm like, not. So, I, like, I'm going to post a little couple clips, too. Mm-hmm. Of you doing it on the Instagram? Not me doing it, um, but of what I found that I thought was super cute. Okay. The Irish words. Mm-hmm. So I was like wondering, I was like, where did St. Patrick's Day come from? Like, what is the actual history of this? Because, I mean, and f- from my understanding, you wake up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and you just start drinking. And you just get belligerently drunk and start sending you up texts by 1130. Yeah. Those are my people. But you, like, you start sending people like you up. You up. At 11 a.m. <laughs> Like, and like normal, like functioning members of society are like at their day jobs, like ticky tacking, answering emails, but you're like blacked out. Right. It should be on the weekend. <sighs> but I mean, tonight is probably going to get wild. You think? Yeah. I bet, you know, back in our heyday, we would be out with them too. I know. Drinking green beer. I just remember like. Thursday's be- good day. <sighs> I know. And the, the worst part is I remember working back in Ohio at a salon. Usually it's like the weather would kind of break. On St. Patrick's Day, so it's like the one day it would be nice out. Mm-hmm. Everybody would be out drinking. Everybody would be it's like, so sending. nice today, too. It's beautiful. It's you just said that. And like everybody was like freaking. None of our clients would come in because our clients were all out drinking. Mm. We wanted to be out drinking. So we're like standing there, like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? And my old bosses <laughs> really? would be like, no, stay here. <laughs> you know? But uh, I just remember like basically wasting my youth, sitting there, like staring out the window while I'm getting like you know, Snapchats and videos of my friends just blacking out on college campuses. So what's the actual history? So the actual history is, which ironically, it is an, it's a religious holiday. St. Patrick's Day is actually a religious holiday. So wow. during Lent, wow. which is like Lent's going on right now, and 
and and I don't think a lot of people know this. Okay, so Mardi Gras kind of kicks off Lent, right? Yes. So Mardi Gras is actually French for Fat Tuesday. So it's the day that you're supposed to like overindulge right. before, before you give up Ash Wednesday. Yes. Now this is all like Catholic tradition, like Catholic Christian tradition. And so uh, you have Mardi Gras and then you have Ash Wednesday and then you start Lent. So traditionally within Catholics and Christians, they a long time ago would give up eating meat mm. during Lent. Well, March 17th is the day that basically all those rules were waived and you could eat meat again. So Irish Catholics... Just for the day. Just for the day, yeah. So Irish Catholics, what they did in the the past would celebrate St. Patrick by eating, um, let's see, uh, the traditional meal of Irish bacon and cabbage. And then they'd go dance in the streets. Well, then it's somehow been diluted by us American folk (laughs) and everybody is Irish today I guess but um then you just wake up at 6 a.m start doing keg stands yes yeah let's keep it going yeah (laughs) do you have any good St. Patrick's Day stories I I don't really really yeah I don't I mean I would go out and we'd do the the beer drinking thing but it was yeah nothing like super memorable girl I was at my sister's college campus one year and some kid jumped off the roof. It was like, it was some beer. shit. Too much green It was, oh, I don't know what the heck Spiked I was thinking. Beer. I don't know, man. It's like, I don't. It, I don't need to go that far. You know, I don't need to go that we far. We definitely went that far. <laughs> we definitely went that far. And um, I just, <laughs> this was even funnier. So I came home. I had my little afternoon nap because, you know, I got hammered by 11 a.m. Oh. Fell asleep for a couple hours and I woke up and my sister's like, get up. We're going back out. So I'm like, all right. So I go over to this frat house or whatever no it wasn't a frat house it was just some kid's house and he offers me drugs <laughs> and i was like he's like hey nippy you want to do some drugs and i was like yeah <laughs> free okay and my sister goes my sister's like it's like this situation where i'm standing there just stupid and i'm like yeah i want to do drugs and my sister's <laughs> like she doesn't want to do drugs <laughs> pulls me out of the room and she goes she goes Listen, Nippy, I know that if you were to ever do those drugs, you would cry about it all night, th- all, all day the next day. And I can't hear that. Because you'd feel bad. And she's like, I don't want to listen to that shit. You're not doing drugs. And yeah. I was like, mm, I mean, I've never done drugs. I've, I just don't. I've never done them. Yeah, me neither. And I don't do them. But it was, I don't know what I was thinking in my head. I think it was just like the state of mind I was in, just stupid. But I was like, this is what Dare was preparing me for. <laughs> yeah, in the fifth whole grade. Time. And you finally get tested. Fail. <laughs> yeah, because in Dare, do you remember in fifth grade, yes. Dare, they promised you all kinds of, you know, yeah. free drugs. And where are they? Yeah, where are where they? Where are they? I don't see people just coming up to us asking, yeah. do you want to do drugs? Nobody wants do to just give away their, no. No. Except that time happening. on St. Patrick's Day, and I said, uh, carpe the diem. <laughs> and my what sister about? said, uh, no. I mean, Dare and the stop, drop, and roll. Like, I'm not doing that. I feel like I would have stopped, dropped, and rolled a lot more in my life with how they prepared me. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm ready to stop, drop, and roll. (laughs) And I'm ready to dare or whatever. Yeah. When was the last time you stopped, drop, and roll? Never. Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. There's, I remember I used to watch like kids safety quiz and this girl stuck a a knife in the toaster. She was making cinnamon toast. Dumb. (laughs) And she got electrocuted. I'm sorry, sis, you were playing a 12-year-old, and you were probably, like, 25. Oh, no. No. Use your brain. And I just remember her, like, sticking it. Oh, no, no, no. Is it, it was it for a fork. the views? Is it for the views? No, this was, like, a VHS tape from back oh. in the day. Sis, she was like, I want cinnamon toast crunch. And she, like, 
it was toasting her toast and like stuck a fork in the toaster and she's like and electrocuted herself let's raise our kids better okay Mm -hmm. let's raise them better exactly i'm not going to teach my kid to stop drop and roll because you know (laughs) it's rare it's rare that it would happen exactly a window yep with the rifle and then the underwear get out yep you know that yes yep i gotta prepare my kid for real life issues real life real life issues looking through the laundry basket (laughs) exactly it's like when was the last time i ever had to stop drop and roll but let me tell you i did have to do the heimlich once at work i am cpr certified thank god and you know what this is what i think is so weird Getting CPR certified is probably one of the weirdest things ever because like, let me tell you. So when you're getting, you're working on your certification, they, um, basically the, the number one rule is you have to get consent from the person choking. (laughs) No way. Really? Yes. It is the weirdest thing. Like, so I did it online and then I did it in person and I did it, but years ago. So I don't really remember your certification. Yeah. So like my boss was choking and we were all laughing about it. I was like, guys, I'm certified, I'm CPR certified by the Red Cross and the American Heart Association, because I am. And then um, I walk up to him and I said, sir, can I have your consent to touch you? And he's like, eh. And I was like, guys, because step one, get consent to touch them. Step two, ask call the people around. Call 911, right? Somebody, tell somebody to call 911. Oh, that's the first thing. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And so he was like, eh. And I was like. Was he really choking? No, I think he was messing with me. Oh. He's still alive today. Oh, so he's fine. But, um... <laughs> I'm out so of fear. I was like... And, and I was like, step two! Assess the situation! What happened? And they're like, well, he's choking. Oh, and then I was like, call 911! Sir, I'm gonna give you the Heimlich right now! And he's like, Egh. You know? It's so like, get behind him. And I was like, and this is where you thrust in and up. <laughs> and, like, he was like... <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna give you, like, the actual... Heimlich, because I'm not trying to break your ribs, because mm-hmm. that could happen. Because that can happen. So. Break all my ribs to save me, though. Exactly. Do it. But then, like, people were, I, I was, like, literally, I was trying to, I was being funny, like, talking about, I was going through the steps of CPR. Yes. And people were laughing, and I'm but like. But you're probably educating them at the same time. It's true. You know? Have you're you seen. spreading so much goodness out there. It's true. Have you ever seen a baby have CPR, or uh, oh, uh, Heimlich? God, terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. You literally have to like beat them. Yeah, you yeet them over and yeah, <laughs> and then you flick them on their side and look for the oh. the blockage and you flick it out of their mouth. I'm sorry. This. Let's hope we never have to do this. When my son was a baby, I would just treat him like a dog. Like get over here, you stick yeah. your finger. That was the worst. I think I went through the worst. That was horrible. The stages when they like pick things up and just put it in their mouth, just constantly. I'm like stop, stop chasing them around. I had a fear my son was gonna eat a battery. Same, me too. They prepare you for that. They don't they teach do you. That. They don't teach you about like random things. Those they, little circle batteries. Yup. Mm, mm, yup. Mm. They give you like. Hopefully, we're helping somebody out there right now. Uh, yeah. If you're pregnant and listening to this, take a parenting class. Yes. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. No. I was like ready. I remember leaving the hospital. Like, is CPS gonna come get me? That's the scariest moment with your first kid. Yep. Coming home. You're like, uh, okay, hold on. What? Like, you want me to take it home? But like, are you going to help me or watch me or like, what? And they're like, no. Like, get out here. Get out. Exactly. Give us $100,000. Bye. Exactly. (laughs) You got to make payments up to the time you have your kid. You yeet that kid out and baby, guess what? You're making payments afterwards. Yes, you are. American healthcare. American healthcare. Mm. But that's a topic that I'm not going to get into right now because. It it could go on. Forever. Or not. Yeah, we we have discussed this a little bit. Yeah. Not happy. On a rampage. But yeah, 
I mean, you, you just gotta flip those kids around. Get it out. Whatever you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Same with, uh, like, the with chest me. compressions. Same with me. The, like, if you start choking? Yes. Break me. I don't care, but get, just get me back to life. See, my, I could see myself, like, choking. Like, have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street when Jonah Hill's no. character is, like, yamming on about something? They took a bunch of quaaludes. And he's like, he picks up a piece of ham and eats it. And he's like, and he's, like, choking. And so, like, um, Margot Robbie's like, Jordan, he's a father. He's a father. And he's like, you know, because he's on, like, quaaludes or whatever. And he's like, and he, like, gets him and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, the ham comes oh, out of his mouth. Gosh. Girl, it is one of the, Wolf of Wall Street is iconic. I need to watch it. It is. Mm. It is iconic because there is so much in that movie that you're just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's, a, and to this day, Jordan Belfort is an inspirational speaker. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gonna watch it. That fool can sell raid to a bug and salt to a slug. Oh. Period. It's on my list. The Wolf of Wall Street. That and the um, the show I need to watch two seasons of. Euphoria? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I was playing the audio for um, Samantha today that was like, you're confused. I'm fucking confused. <laughs> and he's like. I'm I catching did- up, guys. I'm going to watch it. I didn't know she was 17. You had sex with Jewel? Who's Jewel? <laughs> <laughs> so, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We hope you enjoyed our third podcast yes and have a safe st patrick's day don't drink too much green beer yes period period okay bye, bye. <laughs>